just rolling down your window. Presumably breathing in those exhaust fumes is the lesser of the evils. Vicki Barker, CBS News. It used to be the crown jewel in former President Trump's casino empire. Trump Plaza, the center of it all. A long vacant building in Atlantic City is set to be imploded next hour. S&P futures are up one, Dow futures ahead 24. This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. Have you ever wanted to learn a new language like French, Spanish, or Russian, but thought it would be too difficult and time-consuming? Then try Babbel. Text TRY to 64000 and try it for free. Babbel works because it's built around real life. It teaches you everyday practical conversations that you will actually use. In 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. Babbel uses a modern conversation-based technique that makes language engaging, fun, and memorable. It starts by teaching you words and phrases. Then, sentences gradually get more complex. Soon, you're practicing short conversations about real-life topics. Babbel is created by language experts who use the space repetition method to help you learn quickly and remember what you learned. With Babbel, you can speak a new language. Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free. Just text TRY to 64000 to start learning a new language today. That's TRY to 64000. T-R-Y to 64000. Travelers hoping to hit the high seas will have to wait at least until the end of May. CBS News Travel Editor Peter Greenberg. The company, which represents Norwegian Cruise Line, Oceania, and Regent Seven Seas Cruises, had been hoping to start some of their cruises in March or April. Other cruise lines, like Royal Caribbean and Carnival, had previously announced scheduled pushbacks until July or even later. But anticipation of a resumption of cruising... Norwegian has already announced it will be mandatory for all their crews to be vaccinated. And a separate vaccination requirement for all passengers may be forthcoming as well. And Becky's been cleared to travel abroad again. Federal judge in Massachusetts has granted former Full House star Lori Loughlin's request to have her passport returned. Her lawyers pointed out she's already served her two-month sentence in the college admission scandal and paid a $150,000 fine. Her husband still serving a five-month term. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Hey, it's Scott. Guys, if you noticed a lack of energy, motivation, and drive, it could be low T or something else, like sleep apnea or even low thyroid. Schedule a complete health assessment at Low T Center. They now offer monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatment for $135 a month self-pay or covered by most health insurance. So if you've been feeling tired, grumpy, have gained weight, or loss of muscle, Go to LowTCenter.com to book your appointment. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. We have a winter storm warning in effect tonight for the forecast area. We'll have mostly cloudy skies. We have a chance for snow showers late, high of 33 degrees. I'm meteorologist Mandy Faluber on News Radio WGNS. Right now, 16 degrees. Good morning. Traffic's still busy, but it's moving right now down 924, passing 840. They were removing some debris a few minutes ago in Coffee County on 24 eastbound uh, near the 104 mile marker over in Wilson County. Still gathered up on the scene of that jackknife truck that happened earlier on Central Pike near Gala Marie Drive. Ripley's Aquarium in the Smokies will be hosting Sleep of the Sharks coming up March 27th. You can find out all the details at Ripley's Aquarium of the Smokies.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on time traffic. If 
If you want to talk sports, you want to talk local, you want to talk with Monty Hill Jr. and Tim Tackett, it's all sports talk. Weekdays at 5 on WGNS. W263AI Murfreesboro. W270AF Murfreesboro. WGNS Murfreesboro. This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place the Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. Right now that time, 8.15, you're tuned to WGNS on this Wednesday morning. And this morning we'll talk a little bit about the road conditions and what we're seeing all throughout Rutherford County. Our guest this morning from the Rutherford County Sheriff's Office, it is Sergeant Michael Rogers. How are you this morning? Good, sir. Good morning. Thank you for having me. So what is going on out there in the county? Because, <laughs> you know, I, I hear about all these different roads that sure. are next to impassable. And, and I mean... It is bad on some of the secondary streets, for sure. It is. Um, you know, m most of your main roadways, your your highways uh, in the interstates, those types of roadways are clear as possible. <laughs> but unfortunately, there's only so many uh, highway workers to go around, and they can only clear so many roads. So um, especially some of these back roads outside of the city limits are, you know, covered in ice and snow, and they're, they're just hard to get down without, you know, safely. So. I, I hear a lot of the, uh, I guess those who are working to salt the streets and plow the roadways and all that, they're working 12-hour shifts now. They may be. I, I'm not sure. I know that um, they're always there when I'm out. I'm out from 7 to 5, and I know I see them all day long. So I'm sure they're, I'm sure they're working hard. 231 looked fairly clear today, and then also Broad Street looks clear. So I, I guess the main highways sure. are fairly decent. They are, and it, it, but you have to fight the weather as well because they you know they get them so clear and then we get some more snow and then it you know no one drives on it and it freezes up again and then we're back to where we started from so you might i was telling my wife yesterday you might go somewhere and it'd be clear and then you wait an hour and you go back and it's a different roadway condition you know than what you had the first go around so um and and to go back to those highway guys working i know they're also on call 24 hours a day you know if we have a right now something that people don't think about we have a lot of trees go down because the ice and the weight of the trees and they just pull them down across the roadways and then those guys got to come out and chainsaws and bulldozers and clean all that up so again sergeant rogers with us this morning from the sheriff's office so if the tree falls across the road even though the tree is on private property they come out there they cut it up move sure. it away uh i'm sure that's happening a lot I, i've seen a lot of trees that are starting to lean quite a bit with all they the do. ice you, you can see them just driving around and, and you can actually a, a deputy was telling me yesterday uh, he got called out to a tree that was partially blocking the road but as he sat there and waited he could just see it progressively come down and come down <laughs> it's not like a sudden fall you know it just slowly weighted down until it just covers the roadway so have you had any reports in the county yet of homes that are you know having problems with the ice as far as the the actual roof caving in not that i've heard of um we we do a pretty good job with you know keeping up with with people out that way and it, especially the elderly folks that might have uh, little or no assistance we have a scan program and and a group of guys that go out and check on those folks and make sure that they're 
got power and you know water and food and that they're structurally everything's okay and we try to take care of them and check on them i know in old hickory tennessee yesterday they had uh, quite the surprise on old hickory lake apparently the ice on the roof of a boat dock shifted wow. and it caused the entire boat dock to flip over into the water wow and that, that would not be a good deal. <laughs> like 14 boats out there. I, sure. I don't think any of them have sunk yet, but man, it, it looked like quite the mess to clean That's up. Awful. Yeah, and, and I think I heard that in Murray County they had a gentleman um, run out of, of fuel, I think is what I heard, run out of fuel and stopped on the side of the road and ended up freezing in his car and nobody found him, you know, until the next day. So it's wow. uh, the, the weather does awful things, you know, that we don't expect. It, it's crazy. I know the uh, Tennessee Department of Health has reported so far there have been three deaths. One of those sure. you mentioned in Murray County, yeah. two others in Shelby County. And in Shelby County, it was a 10-year-old boy. Him and his sister went into right. a frozen pond, and right. I, I guess the sister survived and little boy fell in. And, and that's, you know, that's the awful truth. A, a lot of people, um, they just want to play and have fun, and, and, and unfortunately, tragedies happen everywhere. And, and it's just an awful thing to think about you know most kids you know ages 10 to 15 really they, they haven't seen much snow in middle sure. tennessee in a lot of years <laughs> i mean not not like and there's really not that much snow sure. out there but you know two Com inches is exciting sure. compared to what we're used to for sure and and we were talking um about the ice storm uh, back in the 90s now my wife is from tennessee and she was telling me about it um, and I, at the time I grew up in, in Mississippi and I can remember about that same time, you know, the ice and the, and the shutdown of society, you know, it yeah. seemed like, and nobody was doing anything, but then, you know, it, it's amazing to think here 20 years later, the improvements to the infrastructure, particularly the power lines and, uh, you know, they keep us up and running more than we realize. Oh yeah. Especially the neighborhoods and the areas where the power lines are underground, mm -hmm. you know, that I guess you see. The, the biggest benefit of that whenever there is stuff like ice out well, there. Well, and we don't think about it. You know, you, yeah. you talk about the kids that, that haven't seen the snow. It's kind of the same thing for um, the infrastructure. You know, they don't remember what kind of some of the things that we had to go through not really so long ago. Hey, I remember the biggest snowstorms that I can recall right off the bat, 94 and 97 here in, yep. in Rutherford County. And I think in 97, we had a little over a foot of snow. Wow. Wow. And that's, I, I moved here in 2000, so that was right after. Um, but I, I wasn't so far away <laughs> in Mississippi, so we, we had some as well. Now, Mississippi, Memphis, those areas, sure. I guess they see even less snow than what we see. It's usually sure. warmer there. It is. And, and I'm from uh, Jackson, Mississippi, which is kind of central, about halfway you know, down. Um, and we would get snow, but it's, it's kind of what we call a dusting, you know, a yeah. lot, a lot more ice, unfortunately, it would be wet and then it would freeze overnight. And, and really going back to the, the traffic and the crashes, the ice is what you have to worry about. Not so much the snow, um, it, snow is dangerous as well, but it, it's the ice that that's getting people that, you know, they're trying to stop or they're trying to turn and then they just start sliding, you know, and, and once you're into that slide, you, there's really not a whole lot you can do about it. Um, you know, they teach you in, in driving in wet conditions, you know, to turn into this to the skid, you know, if you start to slide to turn into it and how to manipulate the brakes. And unfortunately, on ice, once once you're in a slide, you, it's kind of just hold on, you know, the, the turning of the wheels doesn't do a whole lot for you. Um, so the key to it is go a lot slower so that you don't slide to begin with, you know, or at least don't slide as much. You know, <laughs> you could as far exactly. I, I took my I took my daughter out drive. She's a, a young driver and I took her out the other day and um, 
the school parking lot near the, you know, and I just kind of taught her, you know, okay, so here's what it's going to feel like when you slide, you know, be expecting that, you know, so that you can, if one day you have to get out in this, you know, you're not panicked about it. You've seen it before kind of thing. So, you know, we've heard several reports over the last couple of days of uh, people doing donuts in parking lots, (laughs) doing donuts in the middle of intersections. You know, I know police have to be called out to that sheriff's deputies have to be called out to those situations but how do you usually handle those a lot of it we probably don't even we know what's going on but we just don't have the resources to address um and and just going back to that same story with when i was with my daughter i said you know okay go up here and you're going to turn in you know the back side of the the middle school here and then i saw two pickup trucks sitting there and i said in fact don't turn in right there because you know, just watch what's about to happen. And they took off and they were doing drifting, you know, around telephone, and not just donuts, but actually around the school, you know, drifting around. And uh, it's dangerous because you never know. I mean, obviously those are probably not professional drivers that, (laughs) you know, um, but how do we handle it? You know, um, if it comes down to the technical, um, they could be charged with reckless driving, you know, but uh, most times we probably just run those guys off if, if it's a dangerous situation. And and actually at, at Oakland High School, they were trying to take care of some of that themselves. They were putting up chains around their parking lots because they know people are going to come through. I think they had maybe some shrubs knocked down or some things of that nature, and they were trying to prevent it themselves. So. But, you know, you, you bring up a good point as far as teaching kids how to drive, teaching sure. them how to drive in ice and snow. They need to learn that kind of stuff because – they're going to be on their own someday driving. Sure. And, and that was kind of where I was coming from on it is, you know, we ask people not to get out and drive. You know, we want you to stay home if you can. But we also recognize that there's going to be situations in which you can't have, you know, you can't help it and you have to get out. And so um, what I try to, try to teach the young kids is go put them in a controlled environment, you know, and introduce them to it and let them experience that, you know. And so twofold, number one, I hope they're not curious about it so that they go out and do it in a dangerous way, you know, that's not supervised. And number two, if, if they do find that self themselves in that situation, they're not panicked by it because they've been there before. So again, Sergeant Rogers with us with the Rutherford County Sheriff's Office. Now, yesterday evening, we had reports of 20,000 homes across the state of Tennessee, pretty much all in middle Tennessee with their power out. And I know you said the Sheriff's Office is checking on some of the elderly out there that you know about in some of the outlying Mm -hmm. areas of the county. But have you had or have you had a lot of calls, I guess, uh, about things like that? I don't think we have. I, I have heard of it in surrounding counties, but I think Rutherford is, is pretty well. We've done pretty good. Um, it, it, I don't want to say definitively <laughs> there have not been any cases of power outages, but um, that I know of, we haven't had any kind of, uh, you know, significant notifications that, you know, s- severe power outages or I- any of those kind of dangerous situations. It's more been... In Rutherford, it's more of our problems are crash-related, traffic-related, um, you know, things of that nature. I know we talked to Amy Byers at Middle Tennessee Electric yesterday, and she was talking about how really Rutherford County has been very fortunate when it comes to power outages, sure. and they haven't had a lot. I think at one point there were maybe up to 90 over the last two days. Wow, okay. Uh, but then in Coffee County, they've had almost 4,000 people without power yesterday i mean that well, when you get to numbers like that i guess that's when it really becomes a big concern and what what did she attribute that to you know we were talking about infrastructure did she mention some of that kind of thing or she said a lot of it was caused by uh, 
trees, you know, oh, becoming true. too heavy, true. the tree limbs falling on power lines. And, and really, that was the main thing here in Rutherford County. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I, in Coffee County, I'm not real sure what caused sure. it, but, you, you know, I guess any number of things involving ice can cause a lot to happen with power lines. It, it does. You know, we, we do see a lot of trees come down. Um, it, you know, I hope people are patient about that because the, the reality of it is, you know, there's there's a crew that will come and clean that up, but they've got to they might have to get out of bed and come and do it, you know, or, or they might be on standby and coming from somewhere. And then you have to take into account the roads and it takes a while uh, for them to get out there. Uh, some of the deputies have little saws, you know, that in their cars where they can kind of if it's a smaller tree, maybe we can kind of clear that a little bit <laughs> um, and, and try to be self-sufficient. But the reality is, is it would take a few hours for someone to get out there and clean that kind of stuff up for you. Are you hearing about any problems at area grocery stores and people trying to get in and out and people having, I guess, problems with falling on the ice? I hope not. Uh, I've only been to uh, a store or two in the last few days and everywhere that I went, uh, they had the, you know, the salt out on the sidewalks at least. Um, now I do in the parking lots, it seems like you can get out and slip you know, yeah. pretty easily. Um, but once you get up around the sidewalks, I think people, uh, businesses have pretty well salted that for the businesses that are open. You know, it, it seems like a lot of them when you drive around are closed to begin with. So, And I guess there's private companies out there that uh, some of the larger department retail stores, they, they pay to come out and salt their entire parking sure. lot. Sure. And, and another thing to think about is in, in my family, we get a lot of our groceries. Um, we order them, you know, and so then we just kind of pull up in the in the slot and they walk out and we just load them up and go. Um, and I know a lot of people, especially since the pandemic have been taking advantage of Amazon and you know, the Instacart delivery type services. So they're bringing groceries to you, you know, it's probably a good idea in the ice. Yeah. <laughs> it is, you know, um, and, and hats off to all of those delivery, uh, type workers and the people that are going to work and that are being there to, you know, help out the people that, that need it. You know, they, they have to drive on the i was thinking about pizza delivery guys you know because we we're talking about what to do for dinner hey pizza would be convenient but you know to put yourself in those guys shoes they're driving around all night long in in, in those conditions and you know i just appreciate there's people out there to take care of the rest of us when you see ice and road conditions like we're seeing today what are the uh, i guess most frequent types of accidents because sure. i haven't heard any reports of fatal accidents in rutherford county since the start of this yeah so i looked this morning uh, we have had two fatals this year this calendar year but they were both in january um, so we haven't had any kind of um, serious type um, crashes i'm going to pull up the numbers real quick i looked just before i walked in so since sunday uh, valentine's day is when the ice kind of kicked off in Rutherford County, we've had 132 crashes, which is a lot, you know, to think we, we typically just have a handful a day. So 132 is a lot, uh, 46 of those involved some type of injury, but that I know of, we don't have any kind of, you know, life flight type, um, critical injury kind of things. We haven't had anything like that, fortunately. Um, I think what you're seeing to answer your question is just kind of slow speed, just kind of run off the road type crashes, run into the ditch, hit a mailbox, hit a pole, hit a tree, that kind of thing is what we're seeing. So you're saying 130 something crashes over a, what, about a two day period? Right. So February, um, Valentine's day, which was this past Sunday was the worst day. And, and what happened is, um, I think it rained a little bit on Saturday night and then it froze Sunday morning. And so when everyone got up Sunday morning to, 
you know, do church or whatever they do on Sunday, they, they began crashing because we just weren't out and about yet because it was a Sunday morning. So of the 132 crashes, 95 of them happened on Sunday. And those were in the county only. Those aren't including well, this, city this numbers? Is, or? Correct. Okay. Uh, what I'm pulling, this data is actually, um, it's created by our dispatch personnel. So anybody that calls in to report a crash, it, it could come from the city depending. There are parts of it, not to get too complicated about it, but if you use your cell phone and you happen to be in the city, it could get routed to the county dispatch just by the computer or how that happens to um, but that would not include these numbers typically wouldn't include murfreesboro smyrna laverne uh, it would generally be us and nthp that so a typical sunday to monday you may see what 20 accidents versus 132 i, I think that would even be pretty high um, I, I think hopefully in in a 24-hour well we're talking about three days worth i think you might see 15 or so maybe 10 or 15. Uh, sundays are, are pretty calm um you don't see a lot of commuter traffic. A, a, a significant amount of our crashes come from the interstates, um, and Sundays are lower volume. So it, it's the 90, whatever I said, 92 number, that's 95. That it, It's really high. You know? That's pretty wild. So the yeah. joke about uh, Tennesseans <laughs> not being able to drive. No, I'm just kidding. Well, I, I see what you're getting at there, but I, I don't like to point fingers there. It, it's, you know, people get out and – the ice is quite different to drive yeah, on. It is. No matter what. I, it, and I think there's some misconception. Um, a lot of people think, oh, it's just some snow. You know, I'll be fine. I've got four-wheel drive. Well, yeah, that's great in the snow, but it doesn't do you any good in the ice. I mean, um, big knobby tires slide just as good as, you know, regular roadway tires. And, and you don't have to be going all that fast, you know, 20 or 25 miles an hour. If, if you go into a slide and you can't correct it, you're going to cause some major damage, you know, you know, at 25 miles an hour hitting somebody. Exactly. Hopefully you don't hit another car. Um, you know, then you're talking mailboxes, trees, you know, we obviously prefer, well, <laughs> prefer is probably not a good word, but if you've got to hit something, I hope it's property and not people. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, stuff is fixable and replaceable and people aren't. So have you had any problems with uh, sledders out there? I know years <laughs> ago, Tiger Hill used to be one of those places where, well, obviously, it's dangerous to sled down it, and they put signs up years yep. ago. But, man, I, I still hear about we, people sledding down Tiger Hill. Yeah, we run them off yesterday. Um, they, the signs are still there, um, and, and you can see them. You know, the Tiger Hill, if you just drive by, you know, down there on, uh, I think it's called Joby Jackson down mm -hmm. there, you know. But you can just, you, if you just turn your head, you can look all the way up that road. And, and I drove by yesterday, and I saw, you know, 20 people standing up wow. there. And you know that there's, a, you know but and but you just you just run them off yeah you know it, it's for your own good i mean that that that's a significant hill if you mess up coming down that hill it's it's going to be uh and i think there have been accidents in, sure. in the past where people have you know yeah, been I, sledding down that hill and hit a mailbox and that that's pretty deadly when you're going down a hill that steep sure and and the other places i see them that you know a popular spots right there behind new vision right off thompson lane that's a pretty popular spot um and surprisingly, you will see people up and down the interstates. So where the, um, like Joby Jackson, the overpass, they, they will slide down where the overpass goes. There's a big hill that goes down towards the interstate, which. So they slide towards the well, interstate? <laughs> well, Smart people. Well, it, you can angle it where you're not going towards the roadway. You know what I mean? You're kind of going um, down towards the ramp. Or, but that's, it sounds dangerous just on the face of it, right? So, but <laughs> all you can do is, you know, just go out there and 
run them off and hey maybe maybe new vision would be a better place at least you're just aiming towards the field you know (laughs) but people are gonna you know they want to have fun they're gonna go out and play and and that's fine that's that but let's be safe about it you know hopefully (laughs) we're gonna take a short break and when we come back we'll talk a little bit more about maybe some of the calls you're getting right now Uh, i hear about a lot of atvs out and about in the snow so we'll talk maybe on that just a second Uh, right now the time 834 we're going to check on the traffic situation and then again we'll be right back again 834 is the time this is amanda at animal city inviting your family to come do business with my family as pet parents we know that pets make our lives better Here at Animal City, we love to help make the lives of our customers' pets better too. Whether it's helping you select a premium quality food that your finicky cat will love, a cute new toy for the dog, or carrying a hard to find item for your small animal friend, we are happy to put our 30 years of pet experience to work for you. Animal City is at 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. This is Peter Demas with Demas Family of Restaurants. When it's getting cold outside and you don't want to really get out of your car, Demas's has now started a curbside service. So you can order online, put your make and model of your car into the website, and when the food is ready, we will bring it out to your car and therefore you can still be in your pajamas and come and get lunch and go back to your home if you want to curbside service. It's just another level of service of which we are trying to provide the residents of Murfreesboro. Visit us online at demusrestaurants.com. You can make a meaningful difference in 2021. KidLink Community Services is currently seeking foster parents in your area. KidLink provides free training and certification. Contact KidLink today at 877-714-1313 or KidLinkServices.com. It is important that we honor our American veterans every day. That's why Family Staffing Solutions takes great pride in saluting our local veterans here in Rutherford County. Veterans, we thank you and your story matters to us. Family Staffing Solutions, stay independent at home and in charge. WGNS proudly salutes and remembers our U.S. veterans who have served our country. In this salute, we talk to a veteran who fought in the Vietnam War. We're talking with Russell Ashton. When did you serve in the military? What branch and all of that? United States Army. I went in in 1967, and I got out in November of 1969. And my last service was over in Vietnam. I'm just uh, glad to be here. What was it like when you first went in? I was just a little country boy, just got out of high school, and your uncle called me and said, get on a Greyhound bus and go to Nashville, you know? I mean, I was frightened. I guess uh, that might be good for some people, that that might get them closer to God to go to war. Were you in the thick of everything? I was with the 173rd Airborne Brigade. I guess you could say we were doing our share. I made 17 jumps out of the airplanes and stuff. Of course, those old T-10 shoots that we had back then, buddy, you just crashed and burned. That's all it was. I mean, you hit the ground. A lot of times I think that could be a lot of my hearing problems because you jump out of a plane that's got the props or I jumped out of the C-141s, that's the jet. That's a lot of noise just to walk in. Was that scary jumping out of those planes? Uh, 18 years old. What do you call it? Five foot ten and bulletproof. WGNS proudly salutes and remembers our U.S. veterans who have served our country. Have you experienced the nightmare of water, mold, or fire damage? Call Restoration One for a free estimate. Veteran and locally owned. Fast and available 24-7. Restoration One offers preventative maintenance so that you never have to experience a loss like this again. Restoration One, the water damage experts. Hi, this is Gator with Tire World. 
World Off-Road. We're your local Rough Country dealer. So when you're ready to add some character to your rig, ask for Gator at Tire World Off-Road on Memorial Boulevard. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Online at tireworld.us. Old friends, new name, better together. As First National Bank of Murfreesboro transforms into Capstar Bank, our focus is on you. We're entering a new generation of banking in Rutherford County but will always remain a community bank with local people you trust and uniquely exceptional service you deserve. We're at 2230 Mercury Boulevard, capstar.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. We have a winter storm warning in effect tonight for the forecast area. We'll have mostly cloudy skies. We have a chance for snow showers late, high of 33 degrees. I'm meteorologist Mandy Faluber on News Radio WGNS. Right now, 16 degrees. Good morning. Traffic still busy out here, but it's moving fairly decent down 24. It's going to be tricky throughout the day. Give yourself plenty of extra travel time. to still trying to straighten that mess out over there with that jackknife truck in Wilson County. It's been there for about four or five hours on Central Pike over near Galen Marie Drive. Ripley's Aquarium in the Smokies hosting Sleep of the Sharks March 27th. All the details, Ripley's Aquarium of the Smokies.com. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. The Action Line on FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. We're Rutherford County's place to talk. time 840 you're tuned in to WGNS on this Wednesday morning and from the Rutherford County Sheriff's Office we have Sergeant Michael Rogers in studio with us today and before the break we mentioned something about ATVs on the road and uh, you know those Polaris razors and sure. four-wheelers all that stuff I, I, I'm sure there's a lot of those out and about <laughs> in the snow I, I probably would be if I had sure. one uh, sure. but are are those causing any problems as far as people calling authorities on them i don't think so um we have definitely seen them out and about but i think most people um in the snow they're able to play on their own property because you can you know do atv type things on your own whereas when you don't have the snow and the ice you're in the roadways and then yeah you're a nuisance and then but now if you're in the neighborhood and you know you're causing problems people will probably you know call but um, i have definitely seen them out you know but i haven't I personally haven't heard anything on the radio about um, nuisance or uh, people causing not any more than we normally do. I, I guess some of these are street legal, though. They are. Um, <clears throat> probably not the ones that would be doing the... The fun uh, ones are probably not. <laughs> raising cane, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the people that have jumped through the hoops to get the... Uh, you know the the tail lights and the headlights and the the people that kind of tend towards the, the the safety and whatnot are probably not the ones doing the donuts and building the ramps and you know things of that. That's Actually, true. yesterday I saw a, a guy on a three wheeler and I said, oh, "Those are man, cool. I haven't yeah. seen that in forever." You know, since and the '80s. I said a little prayer for him and because you know, those, you know, didn't they outlaw yeah. those or, or I guess the federal government came down it, on. It seemed like they did something, them? yeah, and then everything went to you know to quads. Yeah, um, 
but I saw him on that three wheeler and I just thought, man, that's, that's a recipe for disaster. <laughs> I, I remember the, uh, the Honda big red used to be like the necessity for every farmer out there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but they, they were, uh, they were different, but they looked like a lot of fun for oh, sure. I'm sure i'm sure it's fun until it's not fun then that's right <laughs> uh what, what else are we seeing out there right now in the snow and ice such as uh, crime are you still seeing crime actually unfold or are the numbers well, sure. down during this it, it depends on the type of crime um you everyone is home well i don't want to say everyone but you know a lot of people are staying home um for work or for road conditions or even maybe still um pandemic related are, are still home and so you do see people getting into more kind of domestic disputes because they're at home together you know and, and that's an unfortunate fact but when when one doesn't go one or the other or both go to work every single day and you're kind of cooped up with your family you know it, sometimes it tends towards arguments so we see that um, but as far as you know your burglary crimes and that you know they they still occur um the weather it slows people down for sure um because i, I think there, there's a statistic out there and i'm sure i'm going to misquote it but um you know upwards of 80 or 90 percent of crime involves a vehicle you you know you have to drive to where you're going to commit a crime or drive away or you know and so those types of vehicles are subject to the snow and the ice as well you know so um we still see it at, at, one of the big things we do have a concern about is is the homeless homeless population population you know there are some places in in town that will take those types of people in and give them shelter um, at nighttime but unfortunately during the day you know there's there's not a whole lot of place um, that they can go you know and, and actually just sitting outside to wait to see um, wait to come in you know I've seen some and they leave from the church over here and go to where they go during the day I, I'm just I'm thankful they have somewhere at night you know when it's dark and it's super cold but you know, we worry about those people as well. Um, we do a lot of checking vehicles uh, on the side of the road, you know, because you never know if someone's broken down and or, or maybe out of gas, just like the gentleman in Murray County. You know, we, we have to stop and check on those people and make sure that, you know, they have resources to get where they need to get. So, Yeah, and I guess what, what even bigger concern, if it's an elderly person who runs out of gas in this kind of cold weather sure. and they're not able to get out and walk, because you sure. know fear of slipping and falling well it, it anybody right now yeah. it, it would be hard to um get out and walk any kind of way um you know you just hope that they have a cell phone maybe they can call for help or or somebody that will notice them you know and and get them help they need so i understand several dui arrests have been made in these conditions out here which is kind of scary I, I mean not that a regular dui is not scary sure. for those who are you know, driving on the roadways, but man, I, it just, what worse way to, it's well, just I not good. <clears throat> I, I don't know about, um, you, you say several, I, I don't know that there was um, a significant amount. I, I, I'm sure that there have been, I, I didn't look at that. It, it's something I could, I know yesterday I, I did hear a call come out about some impaired driver that had run off the road and the deputies were going to go out and investigate. Um, but yeah, sure, it, it happens. Um, I, I, I'm sure the numbers are down significantly in weather like this, but it's just scary to imagine a drunk driver sliding all over the road. Sure, sure. And, and I hope that, um, you know, if I hope that that type of person would, would stay home just like anybody, any other driver would stay home. Um, it's hard to group people into these are the people that drink and drive and these are the people that don't, you know, a lot of uh, impaired drivers are not types 
it's not that type of person. They're hard to kind of lump into a category. Um, but I would just hope that just like in, in regular clear conditions, if, if you chose to drink, you know, mm -hmm. then, then wait until you get home and just stay home, you know, or, or however you do that safely. Obviously working in law enforcement, you've seen the devastation that is caused by somebody who gets behind the wheel after drinking too much. Sure. That's, that's gotta be a tough thing to deal with. It is. Uh, it, it's frustrating. Um, and, and I think that the reason that it's tough is, is from the, well, let, let me back up a step. Um, the, there are lots of people. There's a large portion of people that are arrested for DUI that did not cause damage, did not cause harm. Um, you know, we were able to control that situation before it got bad. Right. So your question is more about you know, the tragic incidents where maybe an impaired driver strikes another person and then that family um, is impacted. So yes, you know, from that family's perspective, um, somebody that was through no fault of their own was was hurt or injured, you know, and, and that is a tragic situation. And, um, you know, unfortunately, we have gone down those roads a couple of times. Um, but yeah, you know, it's the impairment is so real, you have some people who drive the wrong way going down even the interstate. I mean, these things really happen out there. It does for sure. And, and what we're nowadays, what we're seeing is um, at least half of the DUI arrests we make are also drug impairment. So it traditionally it's been that we're looking at alcohol, but nowadays we're looking at a lot more than, than just alcohol. And I think what you're getting is, a blend of things you know you're getting some alcohol and drugs at the same time and when I when I talk about that it seems like that it almost paints a negative connotation to that type of you know that impaired driver but really in a lot of a lot of situations that's not the case you know if you have you know say somebody has been prescribed some sort of medication through a legitimate injury and, and they don't realize the effect that that has on them, you know, and, and so they've taken the, the medication that the doctor has prescribed and maybe they go out and it's, they have a crash, you know, and they didn't realize they were impaired, but they are. And now they've struck another person or struck property. And now we have to take enforcement action based, based on that. You know, that's a really unfortunate situation, but you know, it, it does happen. Um, and, and it's not something you can just turn a blind eye to, you know, so when a DUI arrest is made, if it involves an accident where somebody else was injured, sure. and I assume all DUI cases, the officer who makes the arrest has to appear in court for sure. to make a statement for on sure. what the arrest was about, right? Mm -hmm. So have you seen cases where the judge is more lenient in situations where the person really did not know that whatever medication they were prescribed would cause well, them there, to feel? There, there's so many variables. Uh, there, there's so many different ways that that could occur um, before it even you know gets to the judge. There, there's attorneys uh, that can make um, negotiations. You know, uh, depending on the, the circumstances, you know they can certainly. Um, when we arrest somebody, we have to charge them with the crime that they have committed, and what we're talking about in this situation is DUI. Um, but when that goes to court, maybe you have a, a defense attorney or, you know, the, the district attorney here um, and they can look at all those variables and say, well, maybe we can reduce that down to make a, maybe a reckless driving charge. But, you know, maybe 
you get rehabilitation for a few days, you know, and, and sort of try to, yes, to answer your question, yes, that, you know, I, I think the judicial system is very good about um, taking all things into consideration and, and not looking at such a black, you know, taking a black and white stance, you know, um, but, but your, your question was, do judges look at it that way? Yes, I'm sure they do. Um, but the vast majority of those things get handled by the attorneys before they go to the judges and the judges just kind of, the attorneys will present the agreement and the judges will just kind of, you know, agree or disagree or tweak a little bit kind of thing. So have you seen more drug and alcohol related accidents with COVID or less? Um, I think it would probably be the same. I, I mean, there's, <clears throat> I'm not sure that the pandemic has had a drug impact. I, it's kind of hard to measure. Um, I, I, w I would hope that the alcohol uh, arrests have gone down because you can actually get your drinks to go and you can go home and, and you can be at home. And, and with the restaurants being closed, you know, there's less people um, driving. But something else you kind of have to insert in there at the same time is the pandemic kind of hit at the same time as the rideshare programs were kind of spiking. So as people are starting to get familiar <laughs> with rideshare services and comfortable with that, you know, then you move into the pandemic world at the same time. And so it's kind of hard to measure, you know, are, are alcohol arrests going down because of COVID or does it have to do with ride sharing or does it have to do with, you know, educational type things? There, there's so many different factors that can affect that. So, hey, and I'm sure, you know, the, the Ubers out there have really helped out a lot as far as cutting down on the numbers of yeah, DUIs because sure. yeah. uh, it's just so easy to use compared to in days past where you have to find a phone number first for a taxi sure. service and then you have to figure out one that's going to be close by. <laughs> so sure. Things have sure. changed. It, it, it's just so much easier to do now. Um, if you're, if you're going to choose to go out and, and have a few drinks and um, if you're going to choose to do that, it's now convenient for you to make it safe for you to get where you need to go. Are there any new crimes or situations that you're seeing more of this year compared to last at the same time frame? Um, I, I think, I don't think so. I mean, I think business is, is um, you, I, I'm sure if you spoke to the different officers in the different capacities, they could probably, you know, if you spoke to some of our detectives or our narcotics detectives or those guys that are kind of in those areas, they might be able to answer that, what's kind of going on in their world more specifically. Um, you know, I do the traffic services, so I'm always, I've got my nose stuck in the traffic and what's going on. And, and as far as the rest of it, I just kind of overhear it, you know, it, it, on the radio and those kinds of things. So it's kind of hard for me to say. How often are sheriff deputies pulling people over only to realize that the arrest <clears throat> that they potentially make is going to be much larger than they ever expected because of drugs and things like that being transported back and forth to different cities? Sure, it, it happens. Um, and we call that kind of going beyond the stop. And, and what that means is, you know, if, if I stop a vehicle for a, a simple speeding uh, offense, you know, how often, let, let's say hypothetically, so many cars have large amounts of drugs in their cars. Um, how often do we stop them for a speeding ticket and, and then not even realize it and send them on their way? You know, I'm sure that happens a lot. Um, but, but there are definitely different officers that are, uh, more inclined and have been trained to kind of sniff that out for lack of a better word, you know, and, and kind of do uh, interdict those types of, of drugs. Um, it, it happens a lot uh, more than more than you would think. 
Are, are there key signs to look out for whenever you pull somebody over that kind of tell you, well, typically sure. somebody that fits this category, this rather this type of car uh, is involved in more drug related offenses. You know, I don't know if it's a rental car or if it's sure. a car with temp tags on the back. Are, are there telltale signs though? Well, there are things um, that, that we look at that kind of jump out, but you can't just point at one thing or the other and, and say that, well, that, that means someone has drugs and, you know, rental cars that sure a, a rental car um, is part of the equation. Um, but there are certainly people that rent cars and, and drive cross country. I mean, that's a legitimate thing. Um, you can't go on that alone. You, you kind of want to add more to it. You know, in, in other words, if you, if you get that vehicle stopped and it's a rental car and they're driving cross country, but there is no luggage. Well, kind of weird. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Which, it, and again, that doesn't mean that's not necessarily a crime. You know, it just means maybe I should dig a little deeper into this, you know. And so then you look at the um, the rental agreement and the person driving is not the person on the rental agreement. Okay, well, that's interesting also. You know, so that that's kind of how those things. But I, I, I am not very good at that type of thing. <laughs> there, there are people that are good at it um, and putting those things together and just kind of developing you know, suspicion that, that there might be something going on. You know, it seems like so often whenever you hear about some major case, such as a bank robbery, sure. somebody robs a gas station, they leave in vehicles with temporary tags on the back. <laughs> and I, I don't know what it is sure. about that, but it just seems like that goes hand in hand so often. Sure. Or uh, I, I pulled a gentleman over on the interstate. Um, I think he was going 93 or 94, um, you know, suspended driver's license no insurance you know and you kind of just want to be like okay you're suspended why are you I, i'm not encouraging you to drive but why are you calling attention to yourself you know that just kind of seems kind of boneheaded right like um or another gentleman i stopped on 840 the other day was going 114 and wow what, what's going on well i'm I'm late to a Zoom meeting. Um, I just got a new job, and it's a safety brief. Well, that's well, kind of ironic. Zoom. You yeah. can just pull over. And <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, you you never know what um, some sometimes people just it, and I can't look down on them, you know, because it's I've been in those situations. You know, I've gotten anxious about I need to be where I need to be. It's a new job, and if I'm late, I'm the bad impression, and you know, and then so then you roll the dice and you make a poor decision, you know. So it's it's a difficult situation and I get that. I, I guess um, people just don't think overall or they get busy. And well, it's a, it's a risk versus reward. You know, you make up in your mind that um, whatever it is that you need to be where you need to be is more important than the risk of either getting a, a ticket or, or a crash. You know, that's kind of what it comes down to. And how expensive are tickets today for speeding anyway? So expensive. I bet. So <laughs> expensive. <laughs> um, so it depends. Um, in Rutherford County, if you are stopped by a deputy or a trooper, then your traffic ticket goes to General Sessions Court, um, which is state court. And the minimum fine for speeding is 293 and 50 cents. But that's from like zero to 10 over. So generally, if you're getting stopped, you're probably going somewhere between 10 and 20 miles an hour over, and I think it's $329. Okay. Anything over twenty over, if you're doing twenty or more over the limit, is three thirty three fifty, I believe, is what it is. I, I know Georgia has a super speeder fine that okay. is on top of the actual ticket. I think it's an extra two hundred and fifty dollars if you're doing 
however fast wow. over the okay. speed limit. But, you know, a great money maker for Georgia. I, well. I don't know if Tennessee would ever implement <clears throat> something like that, but it's an interesting concept. And, and now that those monies depend. Uh, so if you look in the state law um, for speeding, the state law, I, I think the maximum speeding fine you can issue is 50 bucks. The rest of that money is court cost. So if you're at Rutherford, that court cost is whatever it is. And if you're in Cannon, it is whatever it is. So there are certain places in the state where your, you know, your ticket might only be $200, whereas here it's. And now you also have to throw in the mix city jurisdiction. So if you get stopped by a Murfreesboro city police officer, you go to Murfreesboro city court and that traffic ticket is, I think, $120, $130, something like that. So it all depends on where you are and who stops you <laughs> you know and, and so the courtroom is what plays a huge role you know sure. maybe more expensive at a county courtroom versus a city and right. so forth that's exactly okay. right that's exactly and, and your deputies and your troopers are in the same boat and then your city officers are in a different court but now also throw in the mix that if a deputy or a trooper stops you in Murfreesboro city on memorial you're still going to be in the sessions court and not in the city court because we put you in the if that makes sense. It's yeah, not based yeah. on area. It's based on the officer that charges you. So it's interesting to think the actual speeding fine could be exactly the same. Sure. But just the court costs that add up. You know, we do, um, and you may have seen, we do kind of operations where we'll stand on the corner and, you know, look for hands-free and pull people in. Yeah. It, if a city officer gets you, it's a certain amount. And I could be standing right next to you as a deputy, and it's a different amount. That would make for a bad day. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us this morning. Again, Sergeant Rogers sure. with us with the Rutherford County Sheriff's Office. That is going to do it for today, and hopefully we'll have you back again soon. Oh, happy to be here. Thank you. Time right now, 9 o'clock, local news, followed by news with CBS Radio. That comes your way next on WGNS. And you... News Radio, WGNS, Murfreesboro, the voice of Rutherford County, and the flagship station for Blue Raiders sports. The Courthouse Clock shows it's 9 o'clock. Now an update from the WG.